Welcome to the Energy Podcast. Hello everyone, Chris Smith here, the CCO from the Renewable Exchange, and I'm joined as ever by... Lars Weber here, Partner for Business Development at Utrecht Commodities. Hi Chris, how are you doing? Very well, Lars. Always good to see you in, uh, I guess, very strange times at the moment. So, probably good to understand how things in Denmark. Are we? Uh, we, have, we, are so, we are lucky that um, uh, we started our shutdown a little bit earlier than in the UK. We had our first cases also a bit earlier than you guys had. And uh, we're seeing the light of the end of the tunnel. Um, my little boy went to daycare yesterday for the first time, which uh, meant that it was a little bit quieter in the house. Um, people are probably going to start going back to work from next week slowly slowly um, most of most of the shops are still closed but um, we can see a little bit going back to normality good good that's good to hear i think that probably gives a bit of hope for what hopefully we get in the uk soon yeah. um i guess from my side we've, we've all in my in my house we've all managed to live together for the last three weeks there's um the, the rectangle hole in the garden's been filled in so that's uh, without me in it yeah. so that's all good <laughs> so yeah. but yeah it's uh, but i think without making live obviously it's a it's a it's a trick it's a difficult situation for a lot of people of um, so it's um not good um i guess w- where we wanted to talk about today was a uk rock market um yeah a lot of that's been driven by i, I guess the uk rock market is very much a seller's market um probably since sort of 2015 um but the, the market demand destruction that we're seeing um not just in uk across europe um is really sort of potentially going to change that dynamic so probably good for a bit of insight to what we're seeing in the sort of the danish and the nordics and the german markets are you, you seeing this big demand destruction um yeah so we've um we, you saw it first in of course in italy which which was the first one which started with really large scale uh, uh um uh, downturn of, of 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 part of the um, society and um, in Italy, we saw demand destruction by, I think, in the end, it was more than 30%, and it's hanging around there right now. Um, Denmark, we were relatively lucky that uh, we only, only had a demand destruction of around 10 to 15%. Um, the rest of the Nordics, let's say Sweden, which has a lot, lot less restrictions, and also Norway, we are looking at uh, somewhere between 5 and 7%. Germany is somewhere in the middle around there. Um, it, uh, the forward market, has kind of collapsed, especially in the Nordics. I mean, you can buy Q3 for the Nordic markets for seven euros. That is base load for three months. Um, I think I've never even seen, never seen a level that low. Front month for for May, when when still most of Scandinavia is in lockdown, was was at some point at a low traded at four euros for oh. a month of base load. Um, that That's those are level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, Eon, for example, has stated that the nuclear power stations in Sweden will be shut off for at least the next two months because they don't make their margins. So they yeah. just shut off. Um, so we are. Um, yes, we've seen the mass destruction here as well. That's interesting. I, I, mean, I guess yeah, UK not those levels, but we've seen some very low power prices for April and the prompt weeks and sort of May. May you know, summer's looking. Summer was looking pretty bad anyway, but it's, it's pretty much gone down the pan. Just kicked off, and I guess um, I was reading an article in the Guardian before I came on here that the demand destruction, which has been widely in the UK, is at the moment around twenty percent. Yeah. Um, so yeah, pretty much all the shops, retail industry is, is stopped, um, but there has been an uptick in domestic load. Um, I, I guess the big thing, I guess the one thing we've always got excited about in the past is negative pricing, and certainly over Bank Holiday Easter, we had uh, twenty-two seven and a half hours. 
from uh, midnight to I think I think it was probably about eleven o'clock, where the prices were negative for us, you know, for, for all that time. So certainly seeing some, you know, maybe not so low in the kind of forward market, but but you know, negative pricing coming come more frequent, not just in the cash out market, but in the N two X market. And I, yeah. I guess I suppose it, I suppose the first point you really want to cover about rocks, Lars, was that the way the rock market works in the UK is that the the rock price goes up every year. Well, it is it is impacted every year by inflation so on the assumption inflation has been positive it always goes up but at the moment there's some pretty scary numbers in the uk around inflation in terms of what yeah. how the economy might contract or um, how the alpine index may look and so there is there is a chance that we could see a reduction in the rock yeah. price um i guess the only the only kind of counter that is potentially how the the government service the debt if it becomes quantitative easing which probably leads to hyperinflation or higher inflation um other than just kind of general borrowing um yeah i guess that's, that's one point i suppose we need to probably play up around that risk around the actual price of the rocks yeah so and and and, and keep in mind if you would if you would have one year of uh, of deflation then um you know most financial models are based on two percent inflation or two and a half percent inflation every year but if you have one only one year not plus two and a half percent, but minus one or two percent, you will lose those three percent for the rest of the period that you still have rocks. Because, you, yeah, unless you get indeed higher inflation later or maybe even later this year, um, you are going to lose, you're going to be impacted every single year in the future based on this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, this could be this could be slightly scary, especially if you have long term debt servicing or something like that. Yeah. I guess you know we don't want to be the profit of doing, but yeah, the UK generators have been battered in lots of ways recently yeah. with TCR and strategic cost review um, and low power prices. So yeah, this yeah. I think, so things to be aware of rather than be kind of send the hairs hairs running. But I think 15 where we had the issue where offshore wind was basically generating a lot more generating a lot more energy and a lot more rocks than was expected. Um, we've seen pretty healthy recycles in the UK and, uh, and you know, on the back of potentially some quite low renewable winters as well we've seen you know 10 plus 10 percent recycle so I, I guess the expectation is what we're seeing at the moment the recycle should pretty much you know a very good chance recycle will be close to zero um yeah so as you, as you mentioned you have 20 percent reduction in demand right now now i don't want to be the play the the the, the, the say of doom but if you would have this for for six months then you would lose 10 percent of demand and if you lose 10 percent of demand your headroom is gone, which means your recycle is gone. We have to we have to take into account there that 10% reduction of demand is over all uh, is measured over all electricity and uh, energy intensive industry is ex, is uh, is excluded from the rock calculation. So uh, if you take that out, uh, then the demand destruction might be a little bit less. But still, SMEs, for example, are also closed right now, so they they do take on. Um, household consumption might be slightly higher, which could offset this a little bit. But let's just say it's recycle is definitely going to be a lot less than what we've seen historically, and might go back to zero, as we've seen I think one or two years uh, in 2014-15, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, and I think that then brings into the banking. So there is protection yeah. for for generators in terms of that you know you can bank rocks and roll them forward for previous years, and in some ways that's been quite a profitable uh, way for some. Rock even supply companies with generators because they the mm. rocks go up every year with RPI, so your asset increases by two two and a half percent every year, which is better, been better than the sort of interest rates you've had for the last ten years. Yeah. But 
But I think our view is that this is going to fundamentally change the dynamics of the UK market, which has been very much a seller's market to, you know, being potentially in the hands of the buyers. So, Yeah. So if you look at that, um, at the historic, historically, when we had banking, so in 1415, when we had banking because of more than expected offshore wind and, uh, and, and also both in, in megawatts, but also in, in load factors. So you had a lot more megawatt hours, meaning a lot more rocks. But at that point in time, everybody knew that there's a short term, that this is only quote unquote a short term problem for one or two years. So banking makes sense at that point in time because you have the certainty that the, um, the coefficient factors, the amount of rocks that you in the future would go up because you look at what historically was the production. The problem now is that we have first of the risk of deflation, which means that if I bank now, then they're going to be worth less next year. So why should I bank? That's, that's the risk. Why should I do that? Why do I want to take that risk? And the much more important thing is if we have demand destruction next year, let's say that we're going to bank 5%. Now, if we also have demand destruction next year, which compared to two months ago could definitely be the case, if we have a longer term de uh, depression or a longer term recession, that means that if I'm banking now, let's say 2% or 3% of all rocks, next year I have to bank 2 or 3% more again. And then you, so you get a cumulative uh, factor on that one. And you only need to have the, the cumulative amount being at 25%. And if you get closer to that level, um, there's a lot of smaller, smaller factors who could tip over um, the, 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 uh, uh, the balance very strongly towards um, uh, the, the, the sellers, uh, sorry, the, the buyers, so that the buyers have all the power and you could potentially have stranded rocks. Um, as to give you an example, we are right now in CP19. Now, let's say that we need to bank 5% of all CP19 rocks. Can bank 25%? Easily done. Now, if we have to bank next year again 5%, that means that the cumulative amount is already 10% of the 25%. Of, of 25%. So we, we are getting closer to there. If you at the same time then also have either a strong wind year, um, then you could have another 10% easily more. Or if, if one of the larger, uh, larger suppliers says, I don't want to play this game. I don't want to bank because I don't have the cash flow to, to hold onto rocks because I'm strapped on cash because of problems with the consumption business. Then, uh, then one, only one of those relatively large players, let's say 5% plus of, of the supply business could have a, a almost monopoly like market power where they just say, if I don't buy, I'm certain that I have to pay and I have six months extra worth of cash flow by the time that I have to pay. So why would I pay, pay you now? Uh, um, and secondly, I know that I only have to pay the right amount. I don't know that I have the problem of rolling again and rolling and rolling and rolling. Um, if that happens, you could get generators who get stuck with their rocks. And if you get stuck with more than one year with your rock, the value of your rock goes down to zero. Not yeah. half, but zero. And you don't want to be in that situation. You really don't want to be in that situation. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, I get so, you know, I guess we're, we're looking at lots of factors and we're not kind of saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I suppose fundamentally drawing it back is that this, this potentially changes what, what has been worked very well for generators is selling, yeah. is selling short, you know, doing six months yeah. or a year at a time. And it feels like that dynamic between the power between the buyer and the sellers is, is potentially going to shift with what's going on at the moment. So it feels like, you know, value probably there is value going to be lost compared to sort of very aggressive pricing we've seen especially in the last couple of years but i think probably the name of the game is to make sure you get a credit worthy counterparty who will yeah. buy your rocks longer term to potentially look into yeah. sort of five ten years to shift those rocks 
And that's, that's, if I would be a generator, if I would be the CFO of a generator, I would say, give me that certainty of income. I already have problems with my cash flow of, of my power business if I, if I haven't hatched it out. And it's actually quite difficult to hatch it out for more than five years. Um, and if you then also get uncertainty about what could happen around rocks, I just want to have certainty. I want to know that I can service my debt. Uh, I, I, that, that's what I would like to do. Um, now, if you are fully merchant and if you are, oh, sorry, not fully merchant, if you have without uh, uh, senior debt and you can manage it, it could of course be that uh, maybe in 12 months or in 18 months we are all waking up from this and everything will be fine. But that is a, that's a risky thing to do. It's more risky today than it has been a year ago. And, um, and, and I don't know why why would you want to be in that risk? I don't, I don't see yeah. the rationale right now. And I think probably an important thing is uh, it is a risk. I think this dynamic, yeah, so, yeah. without repeating myself, dynamics are changing. But also you don't, you know, we're in a position with very low power prices. You, you, you can decouple the rocks and the regos from the power and you can look for hedging strategies around those certificates separate to your power. So by committing yourself to a, a rock or rego contract, um, with a credible can pipe for three to five years, for example, you still can leave your power, your options there around how you how you transact that power completely separately. Um, and I think like yeah, and I, the I, point I, is managing that risk, isn't it, is the key. So Yes, exactly. And I think actually that would be a, um, if I would be a, um, a player which is, doesn't have a long-term contract today, which, which has everything in competence, I would... I would make that I would make that decision if I if it would be me. I mean if you can if you can get fifty, sixty, seventy percent of your cash flow, depending on what kind of technology you are, um, hatched for a couple of years to write this relatively uncertain times, I would do it. Um, and then I would from my point of view, and again this is my view, this is not investment advice, I would wait a little bit with hatching longer term power because we are so depressed right now. And even if you would be able to get a price, that price is probably heavily discounted because there's just not so much liquidity in the market right now. Cool. Um, okay. I would wait. That's good. Okay. I think we'll leave it there, Lars, but I think that's been good as always to speak to you. I will. I don't know when we'll speak next because you're a, a, an expectant father. So anytime you could be. Uh, <laughs> I, think <laughs> I think we could squeeze in one more before July. Okay, cool. We'll do that. Okay. That's great. Thanks very much, Lars. Thank I look forward to speaking to you soon. Same here. Thanks.